beauty business babe. My name is Kelly Callahan. I'm a corporate dropout turned beauty business CEO. I started my journey seven years ago with the last $2,000 in my pocket and a huge vision to succeed. Since then, I've been able to grow my small mobile spray tanning business into a half a million dollar international business. I'm here to share my knowledge so you too can create more income and have more freedom. Because if I can do it, I know that you can do it too, sis. Let's get glowing. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. I got my girlfriend here. Her name is Kimberly Fodder. If you guys do not know her, you guys got to get to know her. She was the sweetest thing ever. I met her through the Beauty Business Babes Facebook group, and we have worked together over the last like six to eight months to help her grow her business. So I wanted to bring her on because this woman is so special. Like she went through a lot trying to get her business open. She started her business during the pandemic. Okay. Then you got your Estes license. You went through all of that and you very quickly opened up your brick and mortar. So I wanted to open up this discussion with you introducing yourself and letting us know who you are and what you do. So I am Kimberly. I am from Massachusetts. I am now a licensed esthetician. I started my journey with lashes and then I was so inspired by Kelly when she got her esthetician license and I just kind of followed your footsteps. (laughs) I was like, I want to be where you are. So I have to do everything that you did and (laughs) stalk your life. (laughs) Well, I love you because you took action. Like you took so much action and really that's why I wanted to bring you on here because a lot of people get into this space of like looking at others, right? And they have this over analysis paralysis thing going on where they're like, oh my gosh, they're doing so much, but they don't realize like all the time work and effort that has been put into their business. So the fact that you were able to look at that and be inspired by it and really take action instead of just thinking about things like really is what pulled at my heartstrings. Like I love action takers. I love doers. I love dreamers too, but I love like people who dream and do. And I think that you are the epitome of all of that. So I really wanted you to share your story today. So that way people who are maybe interested in getting into the business or who are in the industry, maybe feeling a little bit stuck, can find some inspiration through you and through your story. So let's back it up a little bit. Kimberly, how did you get into the beauty industry to begin with? So I actually attempted cosmetology school two different times. Um, I realized I enjoyed doing my hair just on a daily basis and nothing extreme with it. But I always knew I wanted to be in the beauty field. So it was actually... 2019 and my fiance, he was doing landscaping and I was so jealous that he had his own passion and a way to make either side money or good money, just his little gig. And it was Valentine's 2019 and I went and got my lashes done and the lady was talking about how she was going to start certifying people for it. And I just fell in love. I looked up more about the lashes and I just went from there. I got certified on my birthday, actually 2019. And at that time I was working for Panera. I just got a good job offer there as an assistant and I was loving it at first. 
but I was trading so much time with my daughter. She was three years old, three years old at the time. And I was raising her through my phone. We, I would have to, like, she would be sleeping when I'd leave to go to work. She'd be sleeping when I got home from work. Um, so there would be like two days in a row that I would go without seeing her in person. And I just one day had enough. I was never one to like walk out of a job, but I did. And it was the best thing I have ever done. <laughs> um, uh, it was just, it wasn't me. I remember I left and I called my dad. I was like, I feel like I just robbed a bank. I just walked out of my job and I thought I was going to get arrested, but I still left a little note on the desk, but I like snuck out. I was like, thanks for the job opportunity. Cause I don't want them to like call the cops to look for me. Like, where did she go? You are so cute. I can't. That's I, hilarious. Uh, so after that, I ended up, I always loved tanning in like the UV beds, but after I had my daughter, I just wanted to be healthier. Cause I now had a whole other human I had to take care of. <laughs> and I found spray tanning. And I remember my fiance, he would always find people that he'd love to watch on YouTube. So one day I just YouTube like spray tanning tutorials and I found you. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, I, maybe it was a podcast. I don't remember exactly, but your story, which is crazy. Cause like one of your podcasts recently talked about how you took down your old podcast just cause it doesn't like resonate with you now, but I could connect so much to your story of the addiction with a person and stuff like that. And my fiance went through addiction and I want to say he's about three years sober now. And it was the hardest time in my life. And just being able to like connect with you in that way and see what you are doing now, it just kind of put light into my life that things can get better and they won't stay the same. So now I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. I love seeing you so vibrant and so happy. And so like, just authentically yourself, you know, ever since we started working together, um, I got to know you a lot better. You know, I've always seen you in the groups. I've always like talked to you here and there, but we actually really got to get to know each other during this time. And one thing that I will say about you is that you are a go-getter and that you are super authentic in whatever it is that you're doing. So I love that about you. And I'm so proud of you. And I always say this, I am so proud of you for doing all of the things because it is hard being a mom, being a fiance, you know, like having these different relationships within your life while trying to grow and even like start a business. So let's talk a little bit about where you're at now. Now, you got into a location and you were renting out a room from a nail salon. Recently, you decided that you were going to, you know, get your own space. Can you talk a little bit about how that transition looked like? Like, why did you decide to get into your own space, your own salon? So I just needed more space to show my vision of like what I want my clientele to see, to feel and to experience when they're coming in to get a service from me. And even though I'm so grateful for those locations that I had, it just wasn't enough to show what I wanted to give back to my clients. So the process of going from 
a one room to now my own location was, it was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Yeah. It was very emotional, exciting, but I wouldn't have changed anything, but it was definitely more than I thought it would be emotionally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You dealt with a lot like from family and like other people's input and things like this. So how did you find your location? Like, was it something that you were consciously thinking about and you're like, I'm going to go look for a location or did you just happen to stumble on this location? And then you're like, you know what? I'm going to just do this now. How did that work? a little bit of both. I was somewhat looking, but I would find other rooms that were bigger. But I was like, the next time I move, it cannot just be another room. It has to be my own location. And I was heading to work one day to do my stepmom's lashes. And I saw the sign on the building. So I called her. I was like, all right, you got to come down here and check this out with me. And when I saw it, I just knew I was like, this is it. And when I was telling Ryan about it, I was just like, I could cry. Like I could just feel like this is it. Like I had the little spot perfect for the spray tans. And I just had that feeling in me. I was like, this is it. If we don't do it, it was such a good offer. I was like, we will not come out with something this good again. I'm five minutes from home. So I can, oh, it's just, it's amazing. (laughs) I love it when like things like that just kind of line up, right? Like I know that you have, you know, we've talked about like manifestation. I believe that there are no coincidences. I think everything is manufactured or designed in a way that is going to allow us to live in the highest vibration possible if that's what we want to receive. Like if Mm -hmm. we're open to receiving that, if we're open to that like goodness in our life, because subconsciously a lot of us block that kind of stuff. So the fact that you were open to that and that thing after thing after thing just started kind of opening up for you and you decided to take the choice of, yes, I'm going to do this, even though it's fucking scary is so admirable. Hey, beauty business, babe. We at Xtan Sunless are expanding our reach. We are looking for dedicated, motivated, high vibe individuals who are looking to start or grow their mobile or in salon sunless businesses. If you are interested in applying to work with our brand, head on over to xtansunless.com. Click on spray tan biz so you can get more information and fill out a form so we can schedule a discovery call and see if you're a right fit for our program. I can't wait to see you guys there. Let's talk a little bit about that, like the mindset that it took going from having this location where, you know, you're paying rent, you're doing your thing and you're comfortable to having now this like location that's all yours. And now you are responsible for that. Like, can you talk a little bit about maybe some of the struggles that you had, the mindset struggles and like how you were able to overcome that? Absolutely. So it was definitely scary knowing like, okay, I have to take on all the extra little bills that you don't think of when you're in um, your own room, renting out of somewhere. But I just kept telling myself, like, no matter what, we're going to make this work. Like, we don't have the option to fail at this. And that's what kind of pushed me to do this. Um, In 2020, they were doing virtual online schooling. So half in person, half online for aesthetic school. And I was like, 
this is the time that I have to do this. Next year, Hope will be starting kindergarten. And by the time she's starting kindergarten, I will have just finished um, aesthetic school to get my license. And I just kept telling myself, like, I have to show Hope that you can do what you want to do as long as you put the effort into it. So I think that was the biggest thing was remembering my why, like why I am doing all of this, knowing I have my daughter and my family and I don't want to go back to Taco Bell <laughs> working 50 hours a week there. I want to work 50 hours a week here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to be able to not live my life through the phone with my daughter. That was the biggest thing that just told me we could do this and make it work um, to be where we are now. Yeah. So what's so interesting about that too is like, okay, you have these big whys, like your daughter, especially, right? Like your family and wanting to provide for them. Now, most, and I, I shouldn't say most people, but many people would have chosen the safe route. Like they would have been like, I need security because I have to take care of my family. So the fact that you were able to dissect all of that and say, you know what? I can choose to go back to like Taco Bell or Panera or whatever and work this safe job where you are consistently getting a paycheck. Or I can take this leap and like start something all of my own and be scared as hell doing it and not have any security. And I say that loosely because like there really is security in a lot of what we do, but it's just in the manner that we do it. We have to make sure that we're mindful of like the decisions that we make and things like this. But the fact that you were able to like take that leap of faith and really choose scary because you saw the long-term vision of like this working out for you, you had that belief in you, even though you had no experience being a business owner, like right. that's so incredible. And I love the fact that you are able to not only live that for yourself, but now you're able to share your story with others because people are stuck in that zone right now of decision-making right. and they just don't know how to take that leap. So if you were to give one piece of advice to that person who's stuck right here at that fork in the road, what would you tell them? Never give up on your dreams. That's the one thing I live by. I have it tattooed on me. Just never give up. If you give up on it, then that's it. That's it. <laughs> you know, that, that's literally, that's just it. So you have to be consistent with it, which I can't say I'm a hundred percent consistent. I will get better at it, <laughs> but I never gave up on my dreams. I knew what my end goal was and I did everything I could do or had to do to get there. Yeah, absolutely. That's what, something that Tony Robbins says. I said in a couple of my episodes before, it's like burn the boats. So what he means by that, like I didn't get it at first. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Burn the boat. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I like imagine that you're on this island, right? And basically what he's saying is like burn the boats. So you have no option to go back. You have no option to go back to what, it, what your life was or option B. There's no option. It's like, you have to stay here and you have to make it work. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've learned about myself through entrepreneurship is like, you can do whatever the hell you want. You just have to decide to do it and you have to stay committed to it. And it's more of like a mindset thing than it is anything else. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening right now can resonate with that because if you do not believe 
that something can happen for you. You are not going to take that journey of entrepreneurship. Like if you truly believe in your soul, you're like, that won't happen for me or I cannot do that. Why would you even put forth the effort? Right. There's like no reason. So you first have to have that instilled belief. And I think this is where a lot of like podcasts, inspirational like coaches or motivational speakers should come into your life if you're not feeling that way yet. But getting that belief first is so important. And just out of curiosity, like who was one of your inspirations prior to even starting in the beauty industry? Like, did you have somebody like, I don't know, Tony Robbins is always my go-to guy, but like, did you have somebody that you looked up to when it came to getting inspiration from? Honestly, I would have to say my dad. He was a single dad up until I think I was in fourth grade. And he always had to do like side jobs and he always did what he had to do to provide for me and my sister. And even after um, him and my stepmom got together, they were always, cause there was four of us girls mm-hmm. and that's a lot to handle. And yeah, <laughs> they a lot of people. had to um, <laughs> work extra hard to provide for us, make sure we had what we needed. And I think his worth ethic, it just really stuck with me. And ever since I was 16, like I always worked, I always worked for what I wanted or needed. Of course I got help here and there when I needed to. But whatever extra I wanted or needed, like I just, I knew I had to work for what I wanted. Absolutely. And going back to like something you said earlier too, it's like, you'll always figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so once you have that belief that, you know, we've already talked about, you have to know that like, you will always figure it out. And that's one thing that I feel like you and I talked about a lot too. It's like just making the movements going forward, no matter what, making it happen. Don't having like, don't have excuses Mm -hmm. and just doing the research, hiring a mentor like you did, you know, like figuring it out. So I love that when you were going through the process of starting your own brick and mortar, what do you feel like was one of your biggest learning lessons going from place where you were renting into a place that now is your own brick and mortar? Um, the biggest thing I learned was probably everything's on you. <laughs> yes. There's no excuses. If something's not done, it's you, you know, you're, you have to be strict with yourself and your schedule and just, you need to be organized. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a big one. Biggest thing. And that's what you helped me most with was getting organized to be able to do this. Because if you're not organized and you're trying to jump into all this, I wish you the best of luck. (laughs) Yes, it's hard. It's so hard. And I remember telling you this was like, I don't know why I'm having so much trouble being organized because being a store manager for somewhere else. I had all the templates already for me. I just had to go and do them. But here I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to make my own templates. I have to make my own schedule and everything. Like there's nothing to look at, to compare it to. It's like, it's you. Yes. (laughs) So that. So going into like the organization piece a little bit, is there one piece of advice that you would be able to share with people who are listening right now who 
maybe are a little bit disorganized, something that you could help them with? So get away from the pen and paper. (laughs) You can do it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, Just from the beginning, even if you're thinking like, okay, like I won't have my own spot for a few years. I don't have to be organized yet. That's not true. Just start from the beginning. And that's one thing I did not listen to. I was like, oh, I don't have to do any of this right now. What's the point? And if I would have started being more organized in the beginning, I wouldn't have um, all the stress that I did um, to backdate and get organized. Yeah, I think that is so impactful what you just shared. I think that's so important. I didn't even think about that, but that's so true. Like I, as you were speaking, I was thinking taking myself back to like the time where I was like, I had this epiphany in my bedroom. I'm sitting there and I'm just like feeling like the weight is on my shoulders and I have the most disorganized everything possible. (laughs) So I took like the next three days literally to put everything into Google drive folders. I started creating folders within my email and putting everything into folders. Like I save all like tougher conversations, like anything that could be like come a problem at some later point in time, whether that's like, I don't know, just keeping receipts or keeping conversations about like refunds, things like this. Everything is saved into a nice little folder now. And I know exactly where everything's at. And let me tell you, it feels damn good because I was not like this for, you know, it took me a long time. (laughs) I'm almost there business wise. And now I have to get that way personalized <laughs> I just a quick thing I signed my daughter up for cheerleading and they're like we need her birth certificate I'm like well, I don't know where that is yeah. and I'm just like wow organized <laughs> just organize your whole life <laughs> you have to <laughs> I agree I agree I am still struggling with certain things too so I don't think it will ever be perfect but you know what as long as we're making baby steps towards like right. a better yesterday, <laughs> then that's all that matters. Yes, for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. So what was one of the most unexpected lessons that you've learned through this experience of opening up your brick and mortar salon? Growing apart from certain people in your life while you're growing your business. That has been the absolute toughest part, I think, of this journey, growing apart from some people. Yeah. Let's dive into that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, no, let's do it. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> so this is important. I think it's a really important lesson for any person, really, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. Anytime that you're evolving, the way that I look at it is like shedding skin, right? Like Anytime you're evolving, you're shedding skin of people, places, things, experiences that no longer serve you. And sometimes that growth can be extremely difficult. And I know I still struggle with this when it happens. So can you share a little bit and you don't have to like name names or anything like that, but like, I'm curious to know a little bit about your experience and how that looks for you once you got into your brick and mortar salon. So I would have to say, I guess, either friends or family members you can't help everyone. And my biggest, I don't know if I want to say it's a flaw, but I guess a flaw is I always want to help people. 
I don't want to ever feel like I'm leaving people behind and I want them to grow with me. And some people might think you're entitled and they say that they think you're better than people mm-hmm. when it's not the case at all. I've worked very hard to get where I am and I never want people to take that as me being entitled or thinking that I'm better than anyone because I'm far from that. But separating yourself from the negative comments and judgment is very, very hard to do. It is. I have dealt with this since the very beginning of my journey. And I've noticed throughout even like hiring certain people. And this is one thing that I don't think I've ever said this, but like, I don't think I'm ever going to hire a friend ever again. Um, Because anytime that I've hired friends, it seems like, I don't even want to say like the jealousy part, but like people who haven't seen how hard I worked for what I have today automatically have this misconception of like, like she is this way or she's so lucky, but I've never received any type of loan. Like I never even applied for a loan. I've worked my ass off. I've had like multiple jobs, you know, working for Uber and working as like a model on the side, like doing all of these things to get to where I'm at today that people don't really see like all of that. And so I think a lot of people who are listening right now can really resonate with the story that you just shared, because when you do go into a position where it's almost threatening to somebody else, then that's when the backlash will happen. That's when I've experienced it. It's like people don't want to work or like they will make up rumors about you or they will like just not show up in the way that they used to show up towards you. So it's interesting that like humans act this way because I just don't understand it fully. But I think there is something to say about like, you are who you hang out with type of thing. So like in those moments, I always ask myself, like, who do I need to be surrounding myself with at this very moment in time? And it's not to say that you can never be friends with these people again, mm-hmm. but I don't, I try not to look at it as a loss because I'm a cancer. I'm super sensitive. And I like to like, I'm nostalgic. Like I want to be friends with everybody all the time, forever and ever, but it's yep. not possible. So it's like in those moments, I've had to retrain my brain and say, this loss is actually this loss, this missing this person now is actually opening up my time and energy for something and somebody more expansive. Absolutely. I have to say it's, it's been very hard to not want to give your side when people are just hurting you for no reason or whatever reason they think it is, or, you know, but that's, that's the one thing I think I gained out of it is trying to be the bigger person, trying to, if people want to believe everything they hear and they want to think I'm a certain way, that's okay. I can't change that. I'm not going to go out of my way necessarily to try to change someone's thoughts. Cause if they, if they were to get to know me, they would know I would do anything for anyone. Yeah. You were genuinely like literally one of the sweetest people I've ever known. Like I am so serious. I'm like, you are so nice and you're so (laughs) so authentic, but you are. And so 
that in itself, like your heart is going to take you to places. And I'm so excited to like, see you grow through that. And I'm excited to have been a a small part of your journey too, up until now. And like, I'm just so excited for you and I'm happy and I'm proud. And I just wanted to say, I love you. And thank you so much. (laughs) Thank (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing all of that, because I know there's so many like little nuggets that you shared today that is going to inspire so many women that are listening. Thank you so much. And just to throw it in there too, I literally started all of this lashing in my living room, (laughs) shoving my cats into a a bedroom with Ryan and Hope (laughs) saying, I have someone you can't come out and then spray tanning in my kitchen to now here. So it's definitely possible. (laughs) You just have to figure it out. You do. (laughs) So if that means putting your cats in a room along with your fiance and your daughter, you just have to figure it out and you just have to. (laughs) Yes. Such a good note to end on. Um, If people want to connect with you, Kimberly, how can they connect with you? Yes, they can find me on Instagram. It's natural underscore miss underscore aesthetics. Perfect. Thank you so much again. I appreciate you. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. Hey, Beauty Business Babe. You know it's not fair to keep all of the juicy secrets yourself. If you think that this episode is going to help a friend, a colleague, somebody in your life, please share this episode with them. Aside from that, I would love to see you and connect with you on Instagram. Make sure you screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag me at I am underscore Kelly Ann so I can repost it. Thank you so much for sharing your love, your gratitude, and your support with me.